We've been walking on this deserted road for three days. I think we're lost. I think we took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. How long were you waiting to say that? Uh, since before we got to Albuquerque. You intentionally got us lost just to say that line? Uh, it, it was worth it. Hey. Thank God, a car. We're not going to die in New Mexico after all. <sighs> Hi, I'm Alex Kurtzman. I'm driving directly to Atlantic City. Everybody loves it when Alex Kurtzman drives to Atlantic City. Do you want a lift? Uh, we're good. Thanks. Okay, bye! Still a maroon. Wanna just sit down here and do an episode? Sure. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode nine of Transformers Energon. It is Battle of the Asteroid Belt. This episode was written by Akira Okay, and the last time on Transformers Energon, Starscream stalked Optimus on Earth and on the moon in one of the weaker episodes of this series thus far. And in this episode, Carlos calls from uh, Midway Gate Station 08, uh, is what I wrote down, which I thought was just called Mars Station. Uh, yeah, or Mars City or something like that. Seems like that's the pattern of the thing. But yeah, there's an unidentified spacecraft heading to Asteroid City, and Hotshot thinks it's the mysterious assassin from last time. Yes, but unfortunately, all our communications with Asteroid City are being jammed, so Optimus says, oh, the enemy set up a base nearby. We have to head out and... Or, oh, no, no, no. Our goal is to protect our energon supply, so they got to go stop the... Uh, whatever. Yeah, they they figured the Decepticons must have a base near Asteroid City, so they're going to go to the Asteroid Belt to set up their own base. Why not just go to where the Energon is there? But then, <laughs> it but then Kicker, who I thought they just took off the roster for when they head out on missions, starts having flashbacks about drifting around in space as a kid. Okay, I'm going to say two things. One, that is really scary. Like oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's done poorly. Uh, I'm going to have things to say about it over the next couple episodes, I'm sure. But the way Kicker is acting here, he like goes, uh, uh, freaks out. Is this when he runs off? Well, yeah, he's like, not Asteroid City. Wait, why can't I forget about this? And he's like, and the Kicker, you all right? And he's like, uh, no, I'm fine. Gotta go. And he just runs into the room. But uh, anyway, we then go to we go to asteroid oh no no before we go to asteroid city we go to alpha q who's uh he's getting uh, starscream um or he's reporting to scorponok about starscream right well, yeah he gets on the radio to tell scorponok to tell him that starscream if that is his name is on his way to asteroid city to meet with scorponok and also the autobots are heading there so heads up Oh, and Megatron, my child. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of Megatron, then we then we go to Asteroid City and Megatron. Uh, this was kind of disappointing, where we had been building up. I mean, I'm not happy with the series at this point, but that we had been building up this really neat, you know, uh, let's just call it political intrigue and allegiance of of uh, whatnot chess moves. And now we're just back to Megatron going, uh, "Demolisher, I told you, I gave you an order. Punch, punch in the face." And uh, <laughs> there is a bit of a neat line where so Megatron's upset at Demolisher that they're not getting enough Energon. He's got a line where he's like, maybe the Autobots made you soft. So he's he's pissed off at Demolisher, but like, 
This is just back to the old norm. Yeah, because Demolisher's like, well, Megatron, there should be lots of energy on here. We just haven't found the mother load yet, is what he calls it. They just need to keep digging. But Megatron picks him up by the top of the head and just starts shaking him around. It just reminded me of that really old episode of The Simpsons where Bart puts the can of beer in the thing at the hardware store and then puts <laughs> it back in the fridge and it's still sitting there fucking shaking. The April Fool's beer. Um, the, I think that was it. But uh, then Scorponok shows up and delivers this information to Megatron that the Autobots are going to show up to the asteroid belt. And Megatron, admittedly, with some intelligence, is like, oh, yeah? How'd you figure that out? Well, yeah, and then Scorponok, he had just said, oh, I intercepted a signal. And then he tells him he sent out a recon team, but that's as far as he gets before Megatron's like, do you think I'm an idiot? And just boots him down and steps on his head again. Boot to the head. <laughs> so he decides to go anyway, because he's going to be able to attack Prime. Or no, he sends some troops off, yeah. And then Scorponok is going to go to Asteroid City, and he's going to do the, the ambush as, like, Again, to prove he's loyal or whatever. Yeah, even though, like, he's... Scorponok's going to go to Asteroid City to carry out the ambush against the Autobots, even though he just told them the Autobots are going to Lunar City after Alpha Q told Scorponok that the Autobots were on their way to Asteroids. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember, like, last episode, I was kind of griping about the words just... Characters saying the wrong dialogue for the actions they're about to do. This this episode has that same problem. The kicker does a lot of it. But yeah, it's it's somebody saying one thing and then immediately doing or being told to do the opposite. And it just this is a prime example of it. Whatever. It's it really does feel like the person who translated this series spoke much better Japanese than they did English. Anyway, we uh, we end up going to Alpha Q, who's very happy with this, and then oh god, I just this again made no sense. Where Alpha Q tells Scorponok, "Hey, we've changed our minds. Don't kill Megatron. Keep him alive so we can use him." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, make up your mind. What are you doing? With yeah, him? I, or, and why not just kill him? What are you going to use him for? When has that ever worked? It's not like he's going to help you anyway. It's Megatron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Megatron doesn't help. <laughs> But uh, now the Autobot space bridge to the asteroid belt and Optimus forms Voltron from all the parts that were destroyed in the last episode. And then Optimus asks Kicker, who they brought along because Optimus forgot he took Kicker off of active mission duty, whatever it is, uh, whether he can sense anything. Yeah, I do like that, that Like there is no logical reason in the story for Optimus to combine with the Voltron lions, whatever. It's just so dumb. It, it is like pinnacle Optimus burning screen time. But but again, uh, going back to what I said in another episode, this is the moment where they want to tie Kicker to a big stick and just wave him around <laughs> yes. this asteroid field. And even Kicker is like, they're like, which direction, Kicker? And he goes, I'm not quite sure. And they're like, get on with it, dude. And he goes, ah, oh, that one. So wait, yes. Kicker, are you not quite sure? Or is it over there? Like, pick one, you fucking writers. Well, yeah, he kind of thinks it's in that general direction so they head off and Ironhide and Kicker both think Optimus has been kind of edgy since Megatron tried to kill him last time and uh, Kicker still can't sense anything. It'd be funny though if one of the Autobots reached over and yanked his helmet off thinking that would help. What about this Kicker? Can you sense anything now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get your, give your hair some air. Oh wait, there's no hair. <laughs> um, so then the Decepticons they show up at uh, Lunar City. There's an attack. Uh, the Omnicons evacuate. It's, it's chaos. It's madness. Um, and then we go back to Kicker and the gang, and he identifies a particular asteroid, 
and one of them goes like, hmm, that looks kind of weird. And then Hotshot right away is like, oh, it's Unicron. So it's like, <laughs> just starts emptying the clip on it. Oh, my God. That, I love that because Optimus is like, Hotshot, no. And then Hotshot just keeps going. And they cut to Kicker going, Unicron, I've heard that name. And in the background, you could just keep hearing Hotshot. So Optimus is just standing there watching him. But okay, here's my question to you, Paul. Kicker has this whole, I heard that name, Unicron. I think it had something to do with this big, scary thing that he attacked Cybertron. This happened 10 years ago. Yeah. Kicker was alive. His dad is a famous scientist. How does Kicker not know who Unicron was? A famous scientist that works on Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like, and, and he was on Cybertron when he was a little kid. We've seen the flashbacks. <laughs> you think this would be written down in a history book or something? <laughs> but yeah, all the Autobots start blasting at this thing now. And back at Asteroid City, Starscream teleports into where Scorponok is still sitting since Megatron left him. And he wonders why everyone keeps calling him Starscream. And Scorponok's like, well, we had to call you something. And by the way, you work for me. And also, by the way, the Autobots are attacking us. Yeah, okay. I know I dumped on this episode a lot. And it deserves it, I think. But this was one thing I did like is Starscream doesn't know. It's clear he does not know who he is. Uh, he is being manipulated on an 11 on that one scale, one to ten, but um, the yeah, the Autobots are they're shooting at, at Unicron, um, and then Alpha Q's ship emerges, and uh, the Autobots. Oh, this is when Starscream attacks them, right? Well, yeah, the, the ship starts blasting at the Autobots, and then the Autobots go to fly off after it because Autobots can fly in space now, I guess. But yeah, then Starscream attacks Optimus, who tells the Autobots, "Oh, keep going uh, after that ship when they can all just turn and blast Starscream, have it done. But no, the other Autobots leave. So they start fighting, and uh, Starscream spills all of the beans. Yeah, because Optimus asks, where is Megatron, but Starscream, I don't know anyone named Megatron. I work for Alpha Q, the supreme ruler of the universe. And again, I like that he doesn't know who Megatron is. I like that his memory's all fucked up. But yeah, um, eventually he's going to be like, yeah, we're bringing Unicron back. And then there's some tax evasion stuff. From the, we're over <laughs> in the Cayman Islands. It's all illegal, but don't tell anybody. Um, <clears throat> but the other ones, uh, like all the other Autobots, they run into Scorponok, and there's a fight here that's kind of crazy, but, like, Scorponok kicks the shit out of Jetfire, basically. Oh, yeah, like, instantly just takes out Jetfire, like, with his tail stinger thingy, and then he blasts Hotshot, who says, this clown is harder than he thought to bring down. And I thought, man, that's a G1 Jazz Scatman Crothers line, <laughs> read by a guy that makes Stephen Wright sound energetic. <laughs> yeah, so the, deadpan. The line readings are getting kind of worse and worse. Kicker is still, like, cranked up to 11, but yeah. anyway. Uh, oh, speaking of which, uh, they, they have a fight, and the ship warps, like, uh, the um, Autobot's power link, and the, the ship warps away, and Kicker is now floating in space like he flashed back to when he was a child. Uh, yeah, because Ironhide tosses him off so he can transform to fight. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Back with Optimus, he asks Starscream whether Alpha Q's intent is to revive Unicron 2, and yes, of course it is, but then Alpha Q appears in a vision to Starscream behind Optimus and tells him to shut up already and beat it because Megatron's <laughs> yeah. on his way. Yeah. Okay. I also like this visual because it's uh, it's okay. I liked it and thought it was silly at the same time, but it's Optimus. It's a big wide shot of Optimus and Starscream. Starscream has his like one of his uh, propeller blade swords spinning around in his hand, deflecting Optimus's laser fire. And behind Optimus is this giant, giant hologram of Alpha Q. And uh, he's just like it's all the voices, like you said, saying "Shut the fuck up," but. In this shot, Optimus is just 
motionless, firing straight ahead, not yes. moving, and Starscream is just spinning his blade, and it goes on for like 10 or so seconds, and neither, <laughs> like Optimus, just aim down at the guy's foot. Shoot him in the foot. We know that works with Starscream. But Starscream teleports away, and sure enough, the Decepticons do space bridge in, and Megatron wants to see if Scorponok really can pull off the ambush he planned against the Autobots. So he, he doesn't handle it very well. They end up beating him down and decide to interrogate him, um, okay, and this was again, like I know I'm plowing through this interrogation part, but it, the thing that irked me was when Kicker, uh, Kicker hears them mention Alpha Q, and he goes, Alpha Q, we ever heard that name? Optimus, look out! Yeah, well, I guess his hairdo alarm goes off. But Did it? Just can't see it under the helmet. I don't know, but, but uh, so, yeah. okay, then no. If it, if I didn't see it on camera, or if nobody mentioned it, it didn't happen. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, Megatron shows up, uh, and there's a standoff, um, and there's you know, a lot of shit talk back and forth, at which point, I think Hotshot, maybe Ironhide, I forget, but one of them realizes, oh shit, the um, asteroid that we're on is full of Energon, which is what Kicker should have been thinking. Like He, yes. did, he shouldn't have said, Alpha Q, where ever heard that name? He should have said, I'm getting a feeling. It's an Energon feeling. Optimus, look out! That would have made total sense. Why does he talk about Alpha Q? Anyway, gripe done. But yeah, Optimus is like, Megatron, there's a giant Energon deposit right behind us. Don't shoot at us, whatever you do. He's obviously gonna do it, Optimus. Uh, Megatron, here's a very easy way to kill me. Please don't do it. Be a good boy. Everybody else go to bed. But of course, Megatron fires at it, and I think it's Megatron. Even Cyclonus is like, whoa, 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 dude. But yes. Megatron fires at it, and the entire asteroid just, this explosion begins to trickle. Someone say explosion! Oh, shit. That's right, it's Alex Kurtzman! What is it this time, Alex? Oh no! Somebody said explosion, and here I am! That's just how it works! You know, we really don't need hey, anything. Let me get this, John. Hey, Alex, you see that cactus over there? Over there? No, no, the one way, way over there. On top of that hill, two miles down the road. Oh, hey, I could blow up that cactus. You sure could, Alex. This is where you say bye. Oh, oh bye. Wow, he really is a maroon. Um, anyway, this whole thing, yeah, the whole asteroid starts to explode, um, and then I, they all just escape the asteroid, really. Yeah, they regroup. I guess that's their new way of saying, run away! <laughs> Which is, because Optimus says regroup, and I was like, okay, maybe, because you're kind of scattered, and then Megatron says, or I think it's Cyclonus says, maybe we should regroup, and this is a point where I was thinking, okay, you have a translator who... The like literal translation of the Japanese word there used there was regroup. Yeah. But the English word you wanted to use was retreat. And they just got it wrong. Anyway, uh, Kicker's still flying through space, and he freaks out. And then again, he's like, I think I'm falling into a warp thump something or whatever, because the screen starts to go white, when really, I'm betting what that was in the Japanese version is he was just having some kind of panic attack, and that's how they decided to represent it on screen. Yeah. But all of a sudden, every, optim or every Optimus, every Autobot is around him. It's group hug time. Yep, he's safe and sound. The Autobots get to him, and they all space bridge back to Ocean City, and Man, what a shitty day that was. And Optimus goes to the command center to tell Primus, who I don't think has been even mentioned since like the first episode. Not once. That, uh, man, Not that once. was a shitty day. And 
Then Mika, or they're calling her Mika in this one, I guess. Uh, she comes outside to see Kicker, and she has glasses now. And again, I wonder if it is two different people, and this one wears glasses. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, Kecker's upset. He's like, oh, I was so useless as an unarmed human being in a fight between Transformers and space, and I feel so bad. Yeah. And then Misha, Mika, Micah, Marky's advice is just, it's pointless. She says something to the effect of, hey, you know what? Everybody makes mistakes, and uh, even Optimus was a rookie once, and you'll get better at this. But the problem was that he's suffering from PTSD. Yes, exactly. Like, that is something that would really fuck you up. Like, that picture of Bruce McCandless in the, the thing in 1984, the, thing, the, the famous picture of the astronaut in space just with nothing around him. If anything had gone wrong with that, forget about him. He's gone. You know? uh, <laughs> anyway, then a bunch of uh, helicopters show up and a warp gate opens and all, this every, all the humans are coming back and I want to die now. But uh, <laughs> even, even um, Marky is like, well, I guess it's okay they come back. So obviously nobody's cleared this. But um, then they realize that uh, Dr. Kicker's dad is here and uh, oh boy. Well, yeah, he walks right up to Alexis, who was here to greet him, and he hugs her, and it looks very uncomfortable for her, and he's like, I remember you when you were a teenager. And oh, yeah, he's, then, he's really handsy. He, then he just walks off laughing. Oh, like, yeah. he's And he, the, it even shows oh. Alexis afterwards, looks like she's like trying to cover herself up, even though she's fully clothed. Like She's just that uncomfortable from it. Ugh, I'm going to have a lot of problems with this man as the series goes on. I think we have a strong candidate for least favorite human. We do now. Um, which is saying something <laughs> with what I've said about Kicker. But, um, yeah, he walks off laughing like the fucking Joker. And <laughs> Um, Kicker says, hey, my dad's here, and he has a brand new plan. And then we cut to uh, Dr. Kicker's dad talking about... <laughs> um dad. I like that. Kicker feels like he let everyone down, but he was absolutely useless on that mission. Well, Kicker, think about it for a second. And dear listener, I hate to say this, but I'm with Mika, Misha, whatever her name is. Kicker is entirely blameless for what happened. Yes, he's in a suit that protects him and provides life support, but that's all it does. Without Sir Isaac Newton's help, he can't move around in space. You're a fish out of water, Kicker. You're out of your element. In fact, you're out of all elements. You're in a vacuum. It would be ridiculous for the Autobots to expect you to do more than use your special abilities in this situation, which is why they didn't. All they needed you to do was find the Decepticon base, which you did. You're batting a thousand men. Why do you feel like you let them down? It still doesn't explain why they took you into deep space in the back of Ironhide instead of inside Ironhide, where you'd be more safe, or better yet, inside of Jetfire. You know, the one Autobot that can fly in space, but oh wait, no, I guess they can all fly in space. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, Battle of the Asteroid Belt. Paul, does this episode have its head up in the clouds? (laughs) It's it's not a good one. It's again, it's like what you said. It's just somebody that whoever I'm sure Akira Okay's original script in Japanese was awesome. I'm I, guessing. I would, I would like to think so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the translation and and the acting, especially Hotshot, it is so flat. Like this, this guy's even more phoned in sounding than like Bill Murray playing a bored <laughs> character playing Garfield. Yes, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's Hotshot in particular. His voice is pretty weak, compare, especially compared to Armada. But kind of across the board, with the exception of Kicker, who's just like I can do it. But um, you know what? I'm going to be positive. There were a couple things I liked. Um, Kicker's trauma 
that was intense. Like, whoever thought, hey, let's give this kid's, like, the origin of this kid's, uh, you know, why we pity him is this really terrifying event. Uh, and I, I do like that Starscream's mind is still fresh. There's possibility of him learning who betrayed him and what happened, and that could be fun. Well, especially with Kicker, like, floating around helplessly in space, that's like drowning cranked up to a thousand, right? Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's going to take definitely a Definitely something longer. that's going to oh, mess with you. It'd be awful. Uh, what else is awful? Probably the next episode we review. Um, it's, so the next episode we're going to review is Energon Tower. If you want to see a couple uh, bean poles, I don't know. I got nothing on that one. <laughs> Uh, what's the we the, used to be yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, at Twitter at John Sobey at PMcPherson1 and email transformersnitpickers at gmail.com yep make sure you rate interview us on your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with whatever you listen to Stephen Wright with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later I don't know anyone named Megatron. I work for Alpha Q, the supreme ruler of the universe.